Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Adam Danker. The trade deadline is finally over. Well, the dust has settled. And the Lightning once again proved me wrong by making another move and announcing it two hours later after the trade deadline was over. They made a trade for forward Barkley Goodrow from the San Jose Sharks. And they also got a uh, 2023rd round draft pick in exchange for a 2021st round draft pick and Anthony Greco, who they acquired Sunday from the Florida Panthers. We'll get into all that. We'll talk about all the ro- what does that mean for the rest of the roster. We'll talk about some of the moves around the league also as well, some of the notable ones. And we'll preview the Maple Leafs game coming up tonight at 7 p.m. back in Tampa Bay. So if you listen to Locked On NHL yesterday, they, they talked about uh, some of the moves around the league as well as um, the preview lightning. Your, and yours truly was on there. And I openly admitted that I gave up trying to figure out what moves the lightning would make going forward, seeing that they proved me wrong on every episode since last week as to what they would be doing. And... <laughs> But I was as pleasantly surprised as probably a lot of Lightning fans were when they made the move for Barkley Goodrow. Now, the one thing I did get right in this whole trade deadline thing is that I thought that the Lightning needed more size. They needed maybe a player or two to to be more physical, maybe pick up up some players that were physical, could play both ends of of the ice. And they did exactly that. So I, I guess I could pat myself on the back for that a little bit. I can't take all the credit, though. But they obviously went ahead and they got Blake Coleman, which was a very good pickup. And you're starting to see it already in the two games that he's played. Uh, he plays very plays very physical hockey. Uh, he's a puck hound on the penalty kill, which is great. It's something that the Lightning def, definitely do need since they have been spending a lot of time on penalty kill lately, which is something I'll kind of get into a little bit later on. Uh, and that's kind of part of the part of the keys for the Leafs game tonight. And and my original prediction was that the Lightning did need some more size in their bottom six. Uh, and the one player that I thought they would have gone after or would have liked to have seen uh, make a move for at least would be would have been Joe Thornton from the San Jose Sharks, seeing that he is in the last year of his contract. And, you know, even though he does have a no-move clause in his contract, maybe he would waive that for an opportunity to play on a Stanley Cup contender. And who else, what else of a better destination for Thornton to play on would be Tampa, you know, considering that Tampa is second-best team in the East and that, you know, I don't think San Jose would, trade him to a Western Conference team. But I was close. You know, they did make a trade with the Sharks. They went after Barkley Goodrow. Uh, they, they acquired him and a 2023rd round draft pick from the San Jose Sharks in exchange for a 2021st round pick uh, and forward Anthony Greco. So uh, that move that they made with the Panthers originally, Greco, I assumed that that was maybe to give other players opportunities in my league system, but turns out that they were just going to flip them for this trade for Barkley Goudreau. And apparently, 
uh, the the Bar Barkley Goudreau was on the Lightning radar for a while now. So that that's definitely at least this isn't something that was a spur of the moment. This was a definitely calculated trade deadline as. Uh, if you go on NHL.com, I believe it was Brian Burns uh, wrote, wrote an article saying that the front office were looking at Coleman and Goodrow for a while now, seeing that they needed a couple of forwards who could play defense, kill the power play, and bring a very physical game to the Lightning as well. So let's just take a look at Goodrow for those who may not be familiar with him since he's played on the West Coast. He's 26 years old. Actually, his birthday is tomorrow, so tomorrow we'll we'll wish him a happy happy birthday. But Goudreau stands at six foot two, 215 pounds. Uh, he'll be playing at the center position. Plays a very physical game, so that's definitely something that very much looking forward to seeing him do with the Lightning, as they they surely do need it. Especially they need a forward who can play physical on both sides of the both sides of the ice. Um, I stressed in my lap last episode that the issue that the Lightning have right now is that they have opposing players camping out in front of the, the goaltender, blocking, you know, creating a lot of traffic in front of the goaltender, which obviously makes it hard for the goaltender to see opposing team shots. So maybe having a guy like Goudreau at the center position could maybe take away some of that traffic in front and make things easier for our goaltenders going forward. So through 62 games played, Goudreau has eight goals and 24 points. And the goals, even though we're not bringing him on, the, the Lightning aren't bringing him on as a goal scorer. Having eight goals, that is his career high. So that is kind of a, a good sign for the Lightning that things are picking up on the offensive side. But like I said, that's not why he's here. He's here to play physical hockey. He's here to help the team kind of win the physical battles uh, on both sides of the ice. He has 63 block shots and 140 hits. Uh, he led the the San Jose Sharks in hits and was second on the team in block shots. So that's definitely definitely a good sign to see. Uh, as if you looked at the Blake Coleman trade and what his stats were when he was with the Devils, that was about along the same lines. He, I believe, he was either first or second in block shots and hits as well on the Devils. I know for a fact he was. Uh, first in hits on the Devils while he was there. So it's definitely a good sign that they have another player to contribute to the team going forward as well in those categories. Goudreau uh, is very cap-friendly uh, going forward, and his he signed through the 2020-21 season. So they definitely have him for a while now, maybe one more year at least. Uh, he'll be he'll probably be placed on the fourth line alongside Patrick Maroon and Carter Verhage, and he'll be... He'll be wearing number 19, so just keep an eye out for 19 when the fourth line ro rolls out, especially in tonight's game, because uh, playing against a team like the Toronto Maple Leafs, this will definitely be a good first test to kind of see what kind, of he'll, what kind of player he will be going forward with this team and how his style of play will complement Verhage and Maroon. I think he'll fit in just fine, especially with how Patrick Maroon plays. Uh, Patrick Maroon plays a very... Very physical game, a very intense game as well. So I think that having him and Goodrow, as well as Rahegi, uh, all in the same line, that will definitely be a good line to roll out when maybe they need a, a breather for the top lines, as well as a critical point in the game where they do need uh, to shut down the other team offensively, maybe at 
late in the game when it's maybe a one goal game or whatever the case might be. Uh, so what does this mean for the rest of the team in terms of roster moves? Obviously, you can't have everyone on the same team, you know, with the signing of Zach Bogosian. And obviously, now that they have Barkley Godreau, someone, unfortunately, is going to be the, the odd man out. And there's a couple of players that are unfortunately going to be sent down to Syracuse, one of them being Mitchell Stevens. He was sent down yesterday as a result of the move to the Syracuse Crunch to make room for Goodrow. Stevens will likely stay in Syracuse for the rest of the season unless in the event of an injury. Um, hopefully he doesn't get called up for that reason, then that means that the Lightning are missing out on a, another quality player. But Stevens did well with his uh, this time up in the NHL. He did well on the penalty kill, and he did very well on faceoffs. Uh, I think he showed with his play this year that he's ready for a larger role with this with this uh, organization and he'll but he'll have to continue to produce in Syracuse to and further develop his game to show that he is ready for that jump for next season but yeah like I said this unfortunately even though he has played well you know not everyone is going to be able to stay at the NHL level because of that you know it's it's a it's a business first and the Lightning are looking to win now, and unfortunately, right now, Mitchell Stevens isn't part of the game plan. Maybe later on in the season, if, you know, hopefully it's not because of an injury, maybe because he's just tearing it up in the American Hockey League that they, they do make an exception and they maybe try figure out how they could add him to the roster going forward for the playoffs. So all the good luck to Mitchell Stevens in the AHL up in Syracuse. I'm sure he'll be, do, be doing just fine. Like I mentioned a couple of moments ago, Lightning did sign Zach Bogosian on Monday to make and to make room on the roster. They reassigned Cameron Gauntz to Syracuse Crunch. Gauntz played three games this year and posted one goal and four points. You know, it was a small sample size for Gauntz, but I did like how he was playing in the three games. Just like uh, Stevens uh, up in Syracuse, I believe this is a good opportunity for Gauntz to develop his game and to show the Lightning that maybe he could be part of their plans long-term going into next season. So, of course, yesterday was the last day of the trade deadline. Uh, there was tons of moves that were made and tons of moves that were announced hours after the trade deadline officially ended. One of them, of course, was the Barkley Goodrow trade. I'm not going to get into all the moves that were made yesterday just because I'm sure Lightning fans really aren't that interested in hearing what every team did just because it's not really going to apply or immediately affect the Lightning going forward. I'm just going to do some of the ones that really stood out and really made headlines yesterday. So, for example, the Hurricanes uh, made a move for Brady Shea, a defenseman who played for the Rangers for the last uh, couple of years. Uh, and in exchange, the Rangers got a 2020 first-round draft pick. So uh, good luck to Brady down in um, Carolina. I'm sure he'll fit in nicely as they also the Hurricanes also made a made a another trade for Sammy Vanton, a guy who I mentioned in my trade deadline preview uh segment that I did for Locked On NHL. I, I Sammy Vanton was one of the players that I thought that the Lightning should pick up and I thought he would fit in nicely with this team. In exchange the Devils got uh Jani Kiokinen, a forward and Frederick Clayson, a, def a defenseman, and a conditional 2024th round draft pick. So uh, Carolina, you know, trying to do everything they can to make that last wild card spot for the playoffs. And it looks like right now, like I mentioned on Locked On NHL, 
I mentioned in passing that if the playoffs were to start this week, that the Lightning would be playing the Hurricanes. So that is definitely a team going forward that Lightning fans should keep an eye on for just because, you know, you want to get a feel for what the Lightning might be up against in the first round of the playoffs. And last but not least, another trade that made headlines that really stuck out to me was Vegas acquired goaltender Robin Leonard from the Chicago Blackhawks in exchange for Malcolm Subban, prospect Stanislav Demin, and a 2020 second round draft pick. So those are just some of the moves that stuck out to me. Obviously, there was a ton of other moves that were made. Uh, if you want to see them in their entirety, I'm sure there's a list on NHL.com that could. And if there's any teams that you're interested, just to see what how they affect their their organizations going forward, you could check out any of them on the Locked On Podcast Network. So after a couple of rough games on the road trip, Lightning are officially back home tonight against the Toronto Maple Leafs, and that's a 7 p.m. puck drop. And the Leafs and the Bolts come into this game separated in the division by 13 points. Uh, the Leafs are 4-5-1 and one in their last 10 games, where the Bolts are 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. Obviously, those two losses came against the Arizona Coyotes and the Vegas Golden Knights. So the Leafs are coming off a 6-3 loss to Carolina at home. A uh, little note for this game, Eric Chernak left last the last game against Arizona. Uh, he took a weird, awkward fall to where his knee kind of bent. And so we haven't heard really any news yet on to the status of him. But right now he's a game time decision. So I'll definitely keep an eye out for that. And I'll address it if he does not play or if he does play and how he looked out there on the ice in tomorrow's episode. So the Lightning are trying to get off uh, a two game losing streak. And, you know, those two games were pretty rough for them, uh, considering how, how well they played on their 11 game win streak prior to that. Uh, but in order to win, against the Maple Leafs tonight, and let's let's make no joke about it. The Leafs are a very good team, regardless of how many points behind they are in the division behind the Lightning. They are a very good team, and they are a very dangerous team. I put together a list of the keys to the game, and these, these keys to the game are what I believe the Lightning need to do in order to win tonight's game, uh, and will hopefully help them snap this little two-game losing streak. So first key to the game is that the Lightning will need to take care of the puck. Uh, you've heard me in the last couple episodes stress how important that is and how much it it tilted the ice in favor of the opposing team. Um, if you watched the last couple of games, you could see that the Lightning uh, were giving up the puck too many times, especially in the neutral zone, and that often led to... Very good scoring chances, odd man rushes for the opposing team, whether it was the Coyotes or the Golden Knights. And mo some, sometimes if you look at some of the highlights, you could definitely tell uh, that it led to uh, goals. And that's that's not something that the Lightning could let happen. And you're just giving up easy chances to the opposing team. So they, they need to clean that up. Uh, second point of the game is that they need to keep applying pressure. In the last two games, you could see, and even in the game before, uh, when they were when they won their 11th straight game, is that the Lightning oftentimes when they score the first goal, and that's great. You know, you definitely want to be the first team to score, especially early in the game. And the Lightning definitely do not have a problem doing that. But what their issue is is that once they score the first goal and once they get out to a quick one nothing lead, they kind of sit back a little bit and they kind of play conservative hockey. I'm not exactly sure why they do that. Uh, it's just something that I've noticed. And then from there on, they start playing sloppy hockey. They don't have good puck management. They 
start giving up the puck, they, which leads to turnovers and kind of it kind of. So this point kind of ties in with my first point of them needing to take better care of the puck as well as keep applying pressure. So obviously those are two things you need to keep an eye out for tonight. And my my third and final point and key to the game for the Lightning in order for them to win is don't take too many penalties. They took four penalties in their last game. I believe they took four in the Vegas game as well. It's understandable if they take maybe two or three penalties a game just because that's going to happen now and then. You, you can't, you know, I, I don't remember the last time I watched a hockey game in which no team has taken a penalty in a game. But they're going to have to kind of cut down on on unnecessary penalties. There was, a, I believe, in the last game, there was, there was a little skirmish between the two teams and Patrick Maroon took a roughing penalty. And even though I understand he was standing up for his teammates, I believe that, you know, it's counterproductive when you're constantly playing five on four hockey. And that's something they need to cut down on just because, you know, they can't afford to be playing from behind because their penalty kill hasn't been that good lately, just because they've been giving up a lot of penalty uh, power play goals. So that's something you need to keep an eye out for. I Hopefully they cut it down. And hopefully they follow all those three keys tonight. And I believe that if they do, they'll be they'll be fine. And they, they just got to play lightning hockey. And that's aggressive, fast-paced, offensive-oriented hockey. So my player to watch for the Maple Leafs tonight is, of course, Austin Matthews. He's second in the NHL with 43 goals. And he's definitely one of the best goal scorers in the NHL. And... The thing, the key for tonight, as I just listed them off, if the Bolts continue to play the way they did, they have the last two games and turn over the puck and give up a lot of scoring opportunities, then Matthews could very well have two goals by the end of the second period. Plain and simple. And if you want to look at a point of reference of how they should play Matthews, take a look at the Colorado game where they did, even though he did score a goal, uh, they look at the way they played against um, Nathan McKinnon. I think uh, even though. I believe he did score a goal in that game. I think the Lightning, for the most part, did play very good defense on him and stifled the, his style of play. So I believe that maybe they should do the same, play the same way against Austin Matthews. And I think if they do, they'll have success. So last but not least, uh, a Lightning player to keep an eye out for is Nikita Kucherov. Uh, he has 29 goals and 75 points through the season thus far. In his last five games, he has two goals and six points, and I think he's due for a hot streak now in terms of scoring goals. He obviously had those two overtime goals that were huge to, to win those games for, for the Lightning during the win streak. So I think it would be very important for him to start getting hot and score maybe more goals and maybe get obviously get up to 30 goals and maybe surpass that up to 40 by the end of the season. So now is the right time to start getting start accumulating those goals right now. Uh, and I think that, you know, as soon as he starts playing well and starts getting in a groove that, you know, that could carry over into the playoffs and I'll be very beneficial to the lightning going forward. Uh, so we'll have to see tonight, hopefully maybe, um, being back at home in Tampa, we'll, we'll have these, have this team recharged and ready to play tonight. You know, it'll, it'll be, it'll be nice to see, um, how they react. Tonight, after having a couple of days off and resetting things and looking at film and seeing what they did wrong in those two games in Arizona and Vegas, uh, and as well as having the addition of Zach Bogosian, and I'm not sure if Barkley Goodrow will play tonight, but we'll see. I can only speculate right now as to whether or not he will. 
So that's it for today's show. Uh, if you want to give us a follow at LO underscore lightning on Twitter, also give me a follow at AP Danker, Danker, D-E-N-K-E-R on Twitter. Shoot us an email at lockedonlightning at gmail.com for any questions or or comments about how the Lightning are playing or how the show is going. I'd love to hear from you guys. I want this to be a very fan-involved show. And I'll be back tomorrow to recap uh, tonight's game against the Maple Leafs, and we'll talk about how they may have did. My uh, prediction for tonight's game will be 3-2 Lightning. I think they come out swinging and score two quick goals to, to get back on track and get back to their winning ways tonight. So everyone, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Let's go Lightning.